Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. Who you choose to allow into your circle has a direct, undeniable impact on your overall process, mindset, and energy. This is still a work in progress for me as I learn to navigate around the habits, processes, and people that are instrumental to this overall mission. In that regard, it is definitely a blessing when you can surround yourself with like-minded, talented individuals, the likes of my next guest, who never fail to lead by example on their own path towards achieving greatness through undeniable skill and consistent effort. An amazing photographer, his body of work has been featured in many well-known publications with a client list that keeps stretching as his reputation and notoriety cannot be ignored. But don't just take my word for it. Take a look at his Instagram feed to witness what happens when experience speaks with heart, curiosity, and a willingness to keep pushing the creative envelope. Despite the grueling demands of the trade, Richard still finds the time to be the dedicated husband and committed father that I know him to be. On this conversation, two fellow warriors get to catch up as Richard and I discuss on the importance of staying disciplined, accepting the often overlooked cost of success, creating balance, and not letting the noise distract you. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 118 with Richard Lequin. Here we go. So, um, as always, as uh, courtesy obliges, um, it's always a thrill uh, to say welcome uh, to, you know, esteemed guests. But uh, for this particular circumstance, as it always is, it's always nice to, you know, connect with your friends, people that uh, you not only connect with and align uh, in this path called life and the universe, but some people that, you know, you're close to, you know, with, uh, you know, with friendship and, you know, lifelong interactions uh, notwithstanding. But someone I really do respect, not just as a photographer, a talented photographer, a very ferocious entrepreneur, a dedicated father and husband, and an all-around awesome gent. Richard Lequin, thank you so much for yet again accepting another invitation and being another, you know, welcome, you know, to the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Thanks so much for being here, man. Of course. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Always. This second time. Always a pleasure. I told you anytime, anytime I'm ready. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You know, as always, a lot of people, again, because again, you're one of like, you know, the first, the first guests of the early stages of this, of this podcast. You basically, we haven't connected since June of 2018 and it's now in 2020. You know, again, we've all been doing great things. You know, as you know, life happens, but it was always wonderful uh, to always keep in touch. You know, uh, we don't talk all the time every day, but it's always nice, first of all, to keep in touch because as we're saying off the air, it's always nice to connect with people who you align with. You know, every yes, time we indeed. have a conversation, it's always empowering. It's always supportive. And I always appreciate your wonderful support. And, you know, you know, it's uh, it's great to align with people. And again, with, throughout all the conversation we have and again, all the messages that we try to promote uh, throughout the, this podcast, it's always important to make sure you're surrounded by the white people near or far. Because your support system is very important to uh, your journey and your overall growth. And um, why I wanted to connect with you this evening, and uh, it's something that we talked a lot a, bit, a little bit earlier in the day, uh, leading up to the, to the recording, it's something that I've been observing. Um, and again, it's probably going to come off very condescending, but you and I have never shied away from having very rigorously honest conversations about you know, life and the grind and success and the journey. And we just open it up because 
you take any type of guru or expert of a lot of people that you know you look up to whatever that road is for you whether the Gary Vaynerchuks of this world the Richard Branson of this world the Bezos the 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 the, the Jay-Z's or whatever mm-hmm. they're always founding you know their very core values that always step around you know just are very always at part of the equation of their success whether it's you know just consistency whether it's passion whether it's you know, not being afraid of failure. But to me, it was one very basic word, which I think also resonates with your overall portfolio and your overall journey. And for me, it's discipline. Because I was always very traditionally, you know? So yeah. some things are always basic for me. Something as basic as waking up in the morning. My morning routine is very basic. Between 4.30 and 5, I'm already up. That's my thing. Whether I had a really, really crappy night or, you know, I'm waking up fully energized, but I have the consistency and rigor and discipline to wake up around 4.30 and 5. And I think that translates to your work as well, to anybody who has not analyzed or, you know, taking a gander at Vishal's uh, overall IG portfolio. <laughs> it's something that is amazing and it's captivating. It is wonderful work and it never ceases to impress, to impact and empower because you, you show up. And it's not, it's not something that, you know, cause again, I am a very talented wordsmith, but I knew, you know, I don't throw, throw words out there into the universe because it's something that is consistent. And again, it just translates for me, not just because I know you, but it's also because it's the message that I see. I see consistency, but I also see discipline. And that's why I want to open up the conversation. How important is discipline to you in terms of work ethic, in terms of, you know, just the work that we put out. And again, the reputation that precedes us. What does the word discipline mean for you, Rich? Wow. Um, well, I want to say thank you very much for this introduction. Um, and thank you for being able to appreciate my work and my art, as I would say. Uh, in this social media age, in this scrolling age, as far as I'm concerned, if if my image doesn't make you stop scrolling, then I didn't do a good enough job. So that keeps me on my toes. It keeps me <laughs> disciplined. It keeps me having to learn, relearn, unlearn. Um, but the word discipline, man, uh, you know, as you said, having a, a routine that you have in, in the morning. And I think that started with us, with our education, the way that you're raised, because we they already instilled that routine. But um discipline i i feel like there's nothing that you're going to accomplish in this world whatever it may be without the discipline i think discipline and work is where everything starts um because it's just what consistently gets you to decide if you say okay uh, i'm gonna wake up at five in the morning go to do this workout or go do this this run but the, the discipline to have that that want and that need that passion inside of you whatever whatever it is that drives you to main is going to drive you to maintain that discipline because you're going to understand if you don't understand it early enough you're going to understand later on or as you go as you're trying to work towards whatever goals it is that you're trying to work towards that discipline is necessary <laughs> missing one day leads to missing a second day and then all of a sudden you're you're off your track to, to your goals so to me, uh, discipline, and I think it works with, it brings certain other words. When you start talking about discipline, you start hearing consistency, 
um, you start hearing uh, structure. Um, it bring it brings other things I think into play that will come together as a whole to help you or the individual or or the team get to their goals or wherever they're trying to get to. It always, you know, comes back because it really separates the winners from the others. And I'm not saying that to, again, downplay anyone, because when I hear, you know, comments in regards to, you know, holding people up to high regard, whether, again, the Bezos and the Vaynerchuks and, you know, the Tony Robbins of this world, these are people who have put in the time, put in the work, put in, as you said, the consistency. And I even put up a post on Instagram today uh, just about, and it was very basic because, again, all the posts I put up, the little quotes, is something that I was just having in my head just now. And for me, it was very simple. Remember when we were kids, we were playing Nintendo or Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. Mario, Donkey Kong, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, whatever. We didn't, again, I'm dating myself, but before cheat codes, we just put in the work, you know? It's like, okay, yeah. if I want to beat this level, I'm going to have to put in the work. I'm going to die. I'm going to restart the whole game. But you put in the work. And it again, that di- how much does it mean to you? And I was wondering if you've ever had, you know, you've, how, what did your journey look like? Because we talk a lot, but I've never at the core asked you, what birthed that entire, you know, fuel or passion for photography? And what does your journey look like, you know, going from the first time you picked up a camera to the skilled and talented photographer we know today? What was that like? Man, you know, you know, I realize that sometimes in life um, we forget um, where something actually started. Um, with photography, um, I can't tell you, my business is probably going on four years old now. And I've had before that, I still had the, the modeling career that put me in front of the camera for probably over 15 years. But when I really dial it back, my grandfather was a photographer and had a studio um, in Haiti, um, downtown, very close to the, to the, um, to the Palais Nacional. Um, he was a very famous artist as well. And so that had my mother started with the camera. We had we always had a camera at home and she always took pictures of us. It was something that was consistent at my house, you know, on the weekends, on Sundays, when you go into church. It, it was something that was consistent for my mom to have a camera and to take pictures of us. Um, so I think when I really dial it back and look into all of this, it's something that I was used to. When I met my wife and and I've had my camera, I've always had a camera, I had my camera. For her, it was uncomfortable. She didn't like the camera in her face. But I had to learn that, well, she didn't grow up that way. She didn't, it's not, they didn't do that in her at, at her house, you know, take pictures and have all these memories that we have, you know, go to Monsieur Henri if my mom wanted to be a part of the shot and do all this stuff, like, that's something that started back then. Now, as far as when I come back to today, wanting to get into this photography uh, industry, and I, you know, I realized that I'm, I'm a people's person. And when I do photography, I really try to show someone 
a part of them that they almost didn't know existed. It's almost like therapy. You know, <laughs> I'm also a mm-hmm. massage therapist. So mm-hmm. I feel like the, the stuff that I learned in massage therapy, I carry with me no matter what it is that I'm doing. So when I do photography, I hear something all the time with my clients. It's a reoccurring theme for them telling me, is this me after they get their images? Wow. That I hear that a lot. And it's, you don't, you don't ever get used to it because you've captured them so well or a side of them so well that they're surprised at themselves and it gives them this, this boost of confidence or this, disbelief that oh my god i don't i don't know i, I can't i'm i'm at a loss of words this is what they like i don't even know what to tell you and so i started to understand and even explain to my wife that there's a deeper meaning to just taking a picture um i have this quote that i that i that i use i use it all the time from some mm-hmm. of my images is is one image a thousand words yep because it just creates and that's just for us looking like you you know how you often send me these images yeah you know but you have absolutely no idea like what it did to that particular person or what that particular person was dealing with or going through or was feeling um and then you were able to create or show her a side of her or him or whatever that he didn't think or she didn't think existed um and it, it's it it turns into motivating somebody. It turns into showing them that they could do. When I say anybody can model, I mean anybody can model. I don't just shoot models. I if I if I'm going through my Instagram looking for somebody and I see something in someone, I will send them a message. Say, hey, uh, you interested in doing a photo shoot? And you know, they can put stories that can happen. They say yes, no. No, not not really. And then, but nine times out of ten, at this point, they 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 agree, mm-hmm. and and you know, I proceed to have a kind of a meeting to see where they're at, what they're thinking, where where their head is at, and I build to try to create something that they don't have. I go through their social media if they have one, and I go through this process of creating something that they've never done. Um and show them a different side of themselves. Um, Mermaid shots. (laughs) Mermaid shots. This one mermaid shot was going crazy out of nowhere. And so funny because social media is weird. And, you know, I love Gary's perspective, Gary V on social media. And because if I put something that's sexy the the likes and everything just comes like crazy when i put something that's more artistic or a portrait or it's it definitely does not get the same type of interest but when you're comfortable enough with your what you do with your work and you're happy with it it really doesn't matter because you're happy and the person is happy and it doesn't matter after that, you know, you just, you're happy with what you've created. There you go. Because it says a lot about, you know, staying true to you. And that's why the term do you, as far as I, as far as I can surmise anyway, 
means so much along your own personal journey. I use these words very heavily, and I'm sure you can relate, you can piggyback on it if you want, because do you is a very powerful statement because you need to understand that your reality is your own. Your journey is your own. Your struggle is your own. Your pain is your own. Your revelation and your elevation is your own. And I'm I'm not sure because, again, for the people who are listening, who are wrestling with that, who want to say, not just a photography, but let's just piggyback on it. I want to be as good a photographer as Rich. I want to be as successful as a, you know, multimedia mogul as Gary Vee. You know, I want to build a record empire like Puffy, you know, so many things where at the core, and you learn this through a growth process that it's not about comparison. It's about, you know, acceptance and building from there. And I wasn't wondering if you could just, you know, just, you know, educate us on that because you're someone who obviously has a very deep connection with your personal self, your own personal truth. And I'm wondering, was that hard for you or was that something that, you know, that you never had to wrestle with? But for those of us who are listening, who are struggling with that, you know, that uncertainty of leaning into our self, how can you help us, Rich? I think that uh, for me personally, um, being that I went to school for massage therapy, that part of my life, um, everything that I've learned, because I learned, I went into to do, I did Asian massage and, and Western massage. And uh, I can quote this, uh, the founder of philosophical Taoism, uh, Lao Tse. Uh, he has this quote that says, um, because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accept him or her. So okay. <laughs> that being said, so, and he, he's a, a, a person that really was uh, deep into the, that I've learned a lot about with the Asian massage. So that started to help me understand myself, get into yourself to learn about you and who you are and build your confidence in yourself. Um, and that's a process that takes time. It, you know, it takes a lot of time for you to get to the point where you trust yourself. And, and um, I think for different people, it's it's going to be challenging. Um, but for me, uh, the the my formation into the massage therapy of learning to not allow um, people to affect my emotional and psychological well well-being is started that that path for me um and then it, it just comes into if it's for example photography it's it just like you said putting in the work and building you you build you you learn and, and you know in this day and age it, there's nothing that you want to learn that you can't learn <laughs> There's YouTube. There's nothing that you want to do today that you can't find on the internet. And so when I decided to do photography, for example, um, I knew basic things, um, but I really jumped in. I started to do the work. I started to, okay, first with the camera system, let me see what camera I can get. And I, I look at every single camera. I look at a thousand reviews on every single camera, and then I pick mm-hmm. Okay, so we start with the camera. What lens? You do the same process. That's, that's my process. I go through the same process. Look at lens. Okay, 
I'll start with a 50 millimeter, 1.8. Perfect. So I have a camera with a 50 millimeter lens. Uh, again, this is a crop sensor. Mind you, this looks like a, it looks like a point and shoot. Very small mm-hmm. camera. And people don't even take you seriously when they see it. Obviously. But I've done so much with that little camera. And, you, and I started to put discipline, consistency, uh, and, and learning. Learning. Uh, just, you have to go through the process of you know, making mistakes, learning from, from what's around you, using the internet to better your skills, um, and practicing. Um, I just... And I believe, I, I just at that point where I believe, I believe that I have to put in the work. I believe that nothing, nothing worth having comes easy. It's so Absol- true. Absolutely it's nothing so true. worth having it's comes so easy. You just have to put in the work. You, you just it sounds have to put, stupid. But, it, but so... you know what? You know what? I think that in, in, this, in today's world, we, we forget how simple things are when you come down to simplify everything. A lot of people are going to actually tell you, like, you know, it can't be that simple, Rich. Oh, but it is. We tend to complicate things. We tend, we tend to complicate things. You want to lose 50 pounds in the next three months? Um, what, what do you do? <laughs> Some of us are going to look for pills. And we're going to be trying different pills. Okay, this one doesn't work. This one, let me find another one. This one has better reviews. And this is that one person that's going to look at their diet. Is going to look at, okay, when can I work out? Um, okay, I, I, I see what I can do with my workout. I can work out three times a day. I could put 45 minutes in my workout. Okay, I can change my diet. I could lower the, my carbs intake. I could stop sugar and and get on it. And it's make a process. Decision, make the decision to just do it. And here comes that word again, discipline. Discipline. Once you decide to do that, you make like Will Smith has this video that I used to watch almost every morning. He just says, you just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, and how you're going to do it. He said, the, the universe is going to get out your way. And to me, it, it, it's as simple as that. It's so, it's so simple. And it's really energizing to hear you say that. Because when you understand and when you decide to commit and to let go of the excuses, of the justifications, of the limitations, you will be pretty surprised how the universe will align to like really align you towards what you want it's really basic but it's so true and if i can take just this podcast as an example i started this podcast on my phone i did not tell myself you know what in three years i'm going to be 112 episodes in you know but every so often Somebody tells me, you're still doing that? You're still doing that? And you deal with the process. You deal with the process. You deal with the process because you're doing it for you. And my wife has been my champion. My kids have been seeing me having fun. But, hey, you're recording all over the world. Time differences, man. 
You're going to wake up at 2 a.m. to record? Not a problem. You want to wake up? You want to record at 10 p.m.? Not a problem. I'll be there. <laughs> you, ever, you ever heard this, this quote that says, um, discipline is rarely enjoyable, yep. but almost always profitable? <laughs> it's always profitable because I know, and you know this, you know, let's just take the gym analysis. You know how crappy you feel when you commit to going to the work, to your workout. You know you wake up in the morning, you don't want to go. You don't want to go. Your body is telling you, why should we get up? But you go there after a workout, 30, 45 minutes to an hour. You walk out of there, jazzed, energized. Let's attack this day. Let's get it. Yeah. Every single person. There's nothing fun about putting your body through pain. But the second you walk away, you reap the benefits. Yeah. And that's that. You just make that decision. Like with my crazy schedule right now, I, uh, I I built a gym in the garage because I don't, I don't have time to go to the gym anymore. So I don't make that an excuse. <laughs> I work and I built the gym and I put a gym in the garage. So wake up at six in the morning, get the kids ready, take them to school. By the time I come back home, it's 8 a.m. Okay, I have from eight to nine, to get a quick workout in before I have to get ready for work. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And you it just doesn't mean that, you know, I might I might have been on the computer till two in the morning the night before. Working. But it's the whole time from getting inside of that gym and I, I don't have to drive to the gym is grueling. The first five minutes for me is grueling. Then 10 minutes in, I start to get into it. And then the I start, yeah, you start to get in your zone. You listen to whatever your music or your motivational talks. And then I get into it. And by the time I'm getting out, I'm, I'm feeling good already. So <laughs> it, that, that whole process of just the simplicity of just deciding to do something and, you know, as like building a wall. You don't you don't build a whole wall. You lay a brick. The best possible way you could lay that the one best brick. possible brick. Yeah, and soon you have a wall, but it takes patience. That's another thing. It takes time. You know, people are impatient these days. Of course, um, and you know what? One of the things that I started to do really this year, and we kind of touched on that, is always, no matter what the situation is that I'm dealing with, I. I always look at myself first. And this is something that I battle with, with my wife because, for example, if um, if I have an influencer that reaches out to me for a photo shoot or for a collaboration and I feel like, okay, it may be a good possible collaboration for me and I rearrange my, rearrange my whole schedule to make this photo shoot happen and then they cancel. And my wife would get really mad. And me, uh, more and more this year, this is something that I started to work on, I look at myself and I say, well, you decided to do this. You decided to arrange this, this collaboration with this particular model. Mm-hmm. So it's on you. So you know what that does to me? That means I don't allow anybody, anything that I choose to do that I decide to do, no matter what happens, if, even if it's something else, someone else that did something, I always, I start, I look at myself. 
Okay, you take ownership. I take ownership of it. And not 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 like a blame thing, not like I'm blaming myself, but I take ownership of it. And when you take ownership of this stuff, it's just you're independent from anybody else. There's a peace of mind that comes with that because no one dictates what you decide to do or not do. It's on you. It's all on you. I'm learning. I'm really doing this more this year because last year I might have been, oh, uh, why, why, why did I decide to, to do this collaboration with her and, and start beating myself up? I did all mm-hmm. this stuff and enough of that. It was your choice. You own up to it. You really take ownership of the situation no matter what comes. No matter what it is. And then you move forward. It, it gives you this sense of freedom and, and power, really, because you have nobody else to blame but yourself. But it's also not a blame thing. Like, I don't want to use the word blame because it's not a good mm-hmm. word. It's just ownership. Ownership is a much better word. Just ownership. Ownership yeah. is definitely definitely something that, you know, that resonates because I want to talk a little bit, a little bit about, about that because for someone as centered and as aware and enlightened as you are, you know, through, again, the ruckus and the everyday grind that you have to go through. Um, support system, not just from your spouse, your kids who are very even at the core of your life, your immediate family, but in terms of, and this is for those people who are listening, who are always coming to me where I DM or indirectly talking about, yeah, I, I want to move forward. I, I understand that maybe, you know, my immediate surroundings might not be good for me, but I'm afraid of upsetting people. I understand that people are not aligned. You know, when you reach that point, Rich, when you need to cause that friction to separate because you know you need to get to the next level and you need to free yourself from the toxicity of your immediate environment. And we have to be very real. Sometimes the people closest to you might be the worst people for you. It's usually and how can we guide them? That's the thing. I was wondering if you could have some 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 thoughts about how do we guide people towards you know that that necessary step towards reaching the next level? Because I understand that it's there's no getting around it. Oh, I, I, there, you're right. There's no getting around it, and I think for different situations you'll have different ways of handling it. But if I use my example, um, when I started to get into the photography and taking the, the boudoir and the sexy images of, of, of these women. Um, my wife came up to me and she said, you know, uh, you know, when you were doing the photography, doing the trips and everything else, it was great. But now you're doing something that's making me feel uncomfortable. And you're my husband. I'm your wife. And I'm telling you that this is making me feel uncomfortable. So you need to stop. <laughs> so uh this is this is for me this this kind of opened up a conversation and okay and i had to try to explain to her i had to take it back a little bit to explain to her about where i come from and how most of my life have been has been dedicated to to my mom to my sister and i've never really been able to do something that I want and something that I love. I had to start with that. Um, but then I had to get to the point to make her understand that I'm not being disrespectful to you or not uh, not acknowledging the fact that you're uncomfortable. Um, but it doesn't work that way. 
You know, I, I said, I can't stop because of whether it's a level of discomfort, whether it's a level of trust, whether it's a level of fear, those are yours. That's like, that's your fear and your discomfort. And trying to explain that without being selfish, you have to kind of be a little bit selfish because you have to mm-hmm. make the person understand that this is your life, your passion, something that you want to do. And mm-hmm. as long as you go and you do what you have to do respectfully and you, you, you know, that that's what you want to do. And, you know, at that point you have two choices for me. I had two choices. Either I stop and, and who knows where I would be today. Or I sit and I try to explain to her and we, we get into this kind of uh, uh, situation where it becomes a process. Right. It becomes a process uh, and it, it got really bad because it becomes a process. And I just decided that I wasn't going to stop. I'm not going to stop. And this is a situation where this is a person closest to you. And this is, you know, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I have to do, but we're going to try to work towards making you understand and showing you that this is just something that I love. This is just, and this is you, if I'm, if I'm understanding, because again, it's very important for people to understand this very clearly from a married man myself, I can definitely understand your perspective, but this is you also saying you don't, uh, reject or you don't negate her perspective as well as in like what are you talking about like chill you know but you are genuinely validating her concerns like I understand where you're coming from so yes, it's important to have, have that dialogue yes it's important to have dialogue and show understanding and, and some compassion and that was something that I had to work on because I uh, the brute honesty sometimes comes off as being borderline rude mm-hmm. and and um and really not being uh, considerate of her feelings, if you know. So that's something that I had to kind of find a way to work on, and and probably work on my delivery, because I, you know, with my history, with you know, it was it's twenty six years since my dad passed away this year, ten years since my mom passed away. It's been that so, long, wow. Yeah, and all of these things they have an effect on my everyday life. Um. So me deciding not to do something because of somebody else is just not going to happen it doesn't register no all. it's not happening and 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 sometimes it doesn't it really doesn't matter who it is it's just not happening and in the case of my wife i have to explain and work and and you know take that process with her versus if it was someone else that you know, somebody that doesn't approve of my pictures or somebody else that thinks I, you know, my photography is not that great. And that's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. I don't you lose any sleep over it. It's there fine. Um, but this was a situation where, you know, you had to, I had to make a decision and try to find a way to explain my passion and my position and my history because my history is very important. I always, I always try to, my wife grew up here. So a lot of times I have to give history because if you don't understand where I come from, you, there's a lot, there are a lot of things that I'm doing today that you, you're not going to be able to understand. Thank you. So a lot of times I have to take it back and, and, and give you a, a little history of, for you to understand why I am the way that I am. 
culture, upbringing, family dynamic, personal trauma, loss, all that creates the being that is you. And if no matter how intimate that you are within a relationship, there are certain vantage points that are very difficult or that need a lot more nurturing, a lot more communication, a lot more collaboration to help the other person understand. And if you don't be very careful, if you're not very careful with that, that's when sparks fly. And I commend you guys for, you know, having the empathy to communicate in that in such a very powerful way. And the fact that I can say that the thing that caused me the most pain in my life is what drives me today. I am not the man that I am today without my mom passing away. I'm just not. And that is crazy. It's what I call the irony of life. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy that that same thing drives me. It drives me every day because I've just decided at some point that because of all the work and the sacrifices and everything that we've seen our mothers and fathers do, I've decided that I will not be a failure at anything that I decide to do. You stay committed to your That's why. Your Period. why is that Period. clear for you? And it's not just about photography. It includes being a father. It includes being a husband. It includes, you know, doing photography. Whatever it is that I decide to do, I'm going to do what I have to be to be great or the best at it. Period. No apologies. No. None. None whatsoever. And a lot of people would be so quick to actually judge you and like, you know, oh, he's so arrogant. That's a little bit cocky. That's a tall order. But why not elevate yourself or have ambitions of greatness? Why not have ambitions of, you know, not superiority, but, you know, perfection is is unattainable. But excellence is something definitely I try to instill my kids anyway that you should strive for. And I'm pretty sure throughout all the conversation that we have thus far, is that something that you resonate with as well? Why not, you know, shoot for the moon? Because a lot of people are just, why are some people always so afraid of greatness? As as if like, there's, I'm pretty sure you agree. You are a talented photographer, but anyone who would put in as much grind as you or more could actually do it too on their own journey. But some people are just too, you know, comfortable into the day-to-day into the mundane into the you know average and again i'm trying i'm seeing i'm seeing i'm seeming condescending i'm not trying to be i'm trying to just like you know wake people up okay shameless plug (laughs) (laughs) we're really trying to help people understand that you need to shift you need to pivot you need to actually like strive to do better but why are they so afraid man I, i i think that it's not for everybody it's just not for everybody. I think um, certain people are just content with with just living <laughs> and just being there. Uh, and I, I think some people are just content with that. Uh, you know, it's not meant for for everybody to be a, a, a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant. <laughs> it's just not. It's not. There are basketball players that get there and, you know, when they get there, they're they're content. And you can literally tell if you use the NBA as a smaller scale, as as for, let's say, the NBA was the world, like Mm -hmm. you were doing this analogy, 
you can tell the difference between those that are content, those that show up here and there, and those that show up every single day. They don't, they don't, they just no, it's literally no days off. It's literally, you know, it's crazy, you know, this being that I was in, in massage therapy, <laughs> this guy, God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant, this guy tore his Achilles and yeah, man. walked, shot his free throws and walked off the court. <laughs> you know how much pain this guy was in and you he couldn't see walked. it in his face. It's, it's just pure grit and mental his his mind is just on a on a on another level it's just on another level because people don't understand what a torn achilles means like you just mean that he has something better than than us no he's human just like us he's he's just i don't know if you ever watched his interview with uh patrick bet david no, no, I haven't. You, I, should, I, should, to, I should get on that. You need to check it out. This this man's mind is just on another level. It's just on another level. And it, it makes you feel like, oh, I need to step my game up. Like yesterday. You have no excuse. You have no excuse. Yeah. You have no excuse because these days and over the past year, just like you, I've been doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of reflection. And again, I've learned to be very empathetic in regards to, you know what? I'm not comparing myself. I'm just trying to work on me and do the best I can with me. And it's only the people around me that are going to benefit from that. I need to take ownership of me. And that's, as you said, it's a process because for a lot of times I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, just blaming myself and, you know, just just every single thing that was going wrong with myself. But when you take ownership and I thank you for to, for, you know, shifting the word for me, you know, not don't blame yourself. Take ownership. You there are good days. There are lesser days. But when you take ownership of your reality, you can actually take control. You can actually understand, OK, what can we adjust? What can we modify? What can we eliminate? And what can we benefit from? You know, you need to take ownership of your every day. And I thank you for bringing that up because it's a very powerful statement. We need to stop using limiting words and limiting thoughts and elevate ourselves to a greater good because, you know, it's important to start with the mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun. And and this year, too, I mean, another thing that drives me that I feel like um, not a lot of people... Uh, worry about it think about it. I always say I think that the uh, the true asset for me is is time <laughs> because it's a completely different because you know if for I can always make more money I can get more time so a lot of times with my clients I always tell them do not waste my time don't waste or my anybody time. don't waste my time because you, you can't you can't give it back to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that to me, that's another thing that uh, I think we we get lost in, in money and 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 fame and all these and likes. Mm-hmm. But time, to me, time is the the real asset that you know. A lot of us think that you know we, that we take for granted. Um, 
because it's I can definitely see that because for the amount of work that you put out and I know you the stuff that we see I'm only guessing all the stuff that we don't see you know the <laughs> the, the the missed appointments maybe the lost shot bad lighting you know again rescheduling and everything and as always every day we've got the wonderful grid we have the amazing images we have the consistent work and I'm only thinking okay three shots from Rich, but I'm only thinking of the incredible amount of images that we don't see. So with that, that also equals time. That's a lot of time that you're spending and curating and culling and editing and cutting and proofing. And, you know, you're still booking, you're going to work and you're taking care of the kids. And it's something that I definitely understand and resonate with. And this is not even comparing because it totally equates to what I'm going through. Like imagine, okay, for every one hour episode, and I'm being very consistent, very conservative, imagine like at least four hours of editing. hundred times, that's all the episodes that maybe I could have recorded, interviews that didn't get there, the people who didn't show up, interviews that were canceled, audio that's bad, editing and more editing. That's time away yeah. from my kids, yeah. away from your wife, that you're yeah. not at the barbecue, that you're not going to the yeah. beach, or you're not, you know, just doing stuff mm. because you're putting in time for your passion. And people so, need to understand that there's work involved into success. Yeah, there's and, work. And you know what, what the other key word I think comes with everything Go. that you just said? Go ahead. Balance. Wow. Balance. It's true. I missed that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because, like in, in my life, I, you know, balancing it all to me is what keeps you grounded to a certain point. Um, When you put in all this work and all this time away from the family, I make it a a very important part of my day to balance it out or my, my week to balance it out. And I, that the only person I always say this in my life, the only person that will pay the price for this is me. So I'll cut some of my sleep to spend more time with my wife. I'll cut some of my sleep to spend more time with my kids. Because if I had a photo shoot to go do at that time when I was tired, I would. If I had to go to the gym, I would. So being tired doesn't stop me from doing everything else. So why, why should it stop me from spending time with my kids? Why should it stop you from spending time with my wife? And why should it even stop me from going and, and, and listening to uh, Monique for two hours? Mm-hmm. So you'll find me in a day where I'm exhausted. And I'll say, you know what? I'm going to explain tonight. I'm going to go there for two hours and get my mind off of things. Go hang out. Tired or not. So I keep the same energy. <laughs> I keep the same energy, the same energy that would, whether I would have to report to work, whether I would have to report to a photo shoot, whether I'd have to report to whatever it may be. I think the same energy needs to be kept with the family and needs to be kept with getting yourself, giving yourself a little bit of time for yourself. Because going one way, just just working and working and working and working, eventually it starts affecting you. And eventually oh, yeah. 
your 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 work, uh, your your the quality of your work is going to start being affected. Your patience, if you work with other people, even your patient with yourself, your patience with yourself is going to start going down, and it's going to affect your end product. So, this is something that I tell my wife, and she always says, "Oh, you're much better at that." I tell her, I said, if you're here and, you know, we're here at home and we we woke up in the morning, had the kids in the morning, she's in the kitchen and she preps a meal and we eat, the whole family eats. If I see her going in there to do the dishes or to put the dishes in the dishwasher, I have to force her out of the kitchen just so she understands come and sit down and spend a little time with your family. Like that's something that I do. But again, again, I do it because also I understand the value in that because I didn't have it. Or I had it with one, with one parent. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I didn't have when I, when I'm with my son today, I'm with my son as a father and I'm with my son as a kid as well. Because that's something that I didn't get to enjoy. That is foreign to you. Yes. And my wife still has both her parents around. And, but that whole idea of, I guess, balancing and using your time wisely as far as prioritizing what's really important. What's really important. Spending time with your wife and your kids is, is one of the top priorities. It's, it's up there. Again, so, discipline. Yeah, discipline. It, it comes back to discipline. But I think you can have discipline and not prioritizing your your life the right way. Thank you. Thank so you. I, I so I think it's very necessary to, to prioritize have, to, to prioritize and have that balance. So as I definitely connect with that. As That's good true. as discipline is, you you have to uh, you have to be able to balance it right prioritize and balance right you know especially if you're you have a hundred thousand things going on at the same time that is so true that is so true because we all only have 24 hours it's 24 everybody has the same 24 hours everybody has the same 24 hours and you know what the clock starts every other day but everybody has the same 24 hours some people are going to sleep at 2 a.m some people go to sleep at 4 some people have 12 hour shifts some people work from home some people have two kids some people have a spouse some people are single parents and you know that is so true and just listening to your words and the reality of the day-to-day because we connect offline as well and because i resonate with that so well because for me it's something also I had to adjust because when I go, I go hard. So you're always pushing, you know, for the work, you're, you're showing up for everybody else. But when you're realizing that, hey, you're taking time away from, you know, that little nugget of importance that's called your family, your wife and your kids. You have a duty as a husband. You have a duty as a father. And it's important to always remember where your priorities lay. I had that conversation with my wife. Like, listen, this passion project called the podcast i really need you to let me know because i'm a workaholic i know myself so if ever this becomes a hindrance or a problem or comes between us you need to let me know so i can pull the plug if you don't let me know if i don't want any form of like you know toxicity like down the road 
where I figure out like, okay, so you, this has been, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, a stone in your throat for the past year. You need to let me know. But also I need to take ownership myself. Like, listen, I build my interviews as I'm very transparent about it. I've been my, I build my interviews around my life. Like, listen, okay. Uh, recording just before the kids go to bed is a very, very bad idea. So, <laughs> so, Definitely. so if we can record afterwards, so far the guests have been very accommodating and I have no qualms about it. Guests who are not available during those times, if I can accommodate, I can, but if I can't listen, you know, the universe is not meant for us to record. And I'm very sorry about that, but that's my life. What do you want me yeah. to do? I have to be there for my kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, so and, it's definitely and, something you have to accept your reality and it's, you make no apologies for what your life is or what your obligations and priorities are. And so man, it's a very important thing you have to accept. Yeah. And I think, I think it, with those of us that are married, I think it comes down to also a lot of communication. It comes down to communication. There, there are times where you're going to have to go harder because you're trying to accomplish something. And that's something that I have to talk about. Yeah, there are times where I have to mm-hmm. travel for the photography. There are times where I, you know, I'm I'm on set for a whole day, and those are those are sacrifices that that I think they're making along for me to to get to where I'm trying to get to. Oh, you know? that's so true. Um, and it, it all has to do with communication. Um, my kids make a difference between my regular job and photography. And my my daughter will ask me, "Are you going because you?" have to go or are you going because you want to go wow okay that's my seven-year-old wow that, that's what she did are you are you going because you have to or because you want to and you but have to be she very already real. understands the difference so <laughs> So yeah, you raised her well. If she needs to, <laughs> if she can actually come up to you with the openness to ask the question, and you know, with being able to make the differentiation, that's that's a bright kid. That's a really bright kid. The, the communication, the communication is is important. I, you know, we we try to accommodate, and we after you you have the discipline and you balance. Um, communicating is is important. Um, because like tonight, okay, I tell her, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm doing this podcast. So as soon as I got home, I made sure I put the kids to bed. Just like you, make sure I put the kids to bed, make sure they're For in their, sure. their room, so that we can we can do this. You know, and it's a it's a very it it all comes back to what matters to you. And I keep bringing this back because I had a conversation with a gentleman, Thierry Landon, a couple of years ago, basically like uh, maybe two years ago. Um, and for some reason, you know, I'm always very appreciative and so grateful for all the wisdom that comes out of these conversations. But for some reason, those stayed with me. And they were very simple. What are you willing to suffer for? And when I use those words, it's not about um, being condescending in terms of like, oh, okay, this is a chore or this is, you know, a condemnation. No, no, no. What matters to you enough to put in the work, to show up, to make these sacrifices, to have these conversations with your spouse, to take time away from your kids, to lose sleep over? What are you willing to suffer for? And it all about it for you. It's your why. You know, you talked about I will not be a failure because I have seen and lost and put in and, you know, sacrificed way too much. I have been through too much. Let's put it, let's put it that way. 
to be a failure. And that is your very heartfelt and sincere why. And that's something I really tip my hat off to you. But for all the excellence that you strive for, and I really wanted to ask you this because for all your achievements, and I ask this of all my champions, you know, the people who I'm fortunate enough to collaborate with and to speak with and, you know, to learn from, how do you stay humble? Because I compare it like, you know, like Chris Rock, you know, when you listen to his first comedy album, you can hear that he was a young, hungry, hungry comic, just trying to just explore and trying to do his best work. And you keep putting out your best work, Rich, but there has to be at the core something inside of you that still drives you and keeps you, you know, level, not big headed, not letting the accolades or, you know, recommendations or, you know, just acknowledgements and likes get to your head. How do you stay humble, Rich, to well, keep going and keep pushing and keep being creative? The first thing is that I always feel like there's room for improvement. So while everybody's looking at me and think that I'm there or I'm this type of photographer or I'm the best that they've seen, that's their their uh, perception and their opinion. I always feel like I have so much more to learn. So <laughs> I'm nowhere near where I'm trying to get to. That's that's the first part. Um, being staying humble is easy. Uh, you know when you when you realize that um, the type of education that that we had, and you realize that you know everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and you respect it. It's just very simple to me. I don't I don't I don't ever think that I'm this or that I'm that. I stay. At my level, I always say when I get a compliment about a picture or about how I dress, about I, to me it's humbling. It's thank you, and I, I often have to say. So most of you know when you grow up in Haiti, everybody knows who your parents are. They know oh, like they already know where you come from and why you look the way that you look. A lot of times, oftentimes here in the states, I find myself saying. Well, I had nothing to do with this. It's just my parents. I I inherited this. I had to do with keeping in shape. But everything that you see, I got from my parents. When it comes to the photography, it's my art. I'm comfortable with it. I'm completely happy with what I put out. I'm completely at peace with what I put out. And I'm completely open to anybody's opinion about it, good or bad. And I, I won't lose any sleep over it. I'm, I'm just at, at a very comfortable level when it comes to myself. Um, and I'm, I'm still building. I'm, I'm unlearning, relearning. Uh, so I, I'm still building. I, I, when I hear those things about the photography, I, I always say, well, I'm not, I'm not even close to where I'm trying to get to. Well, I, I, so for me, it's, I always accept it. I always I love to hear it. And it, it just drives me even more, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking in my head, oh, my God, they have absolutely no idea. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this with a full-time job, a wife and three kids. And my question is always, what's going to happen when I quit my job? Can you imagine? And I have an extra... And I have an well, and I have an extra what uh, ten hours a day 
to focus on photography. That's 50 hours a week. What do you think happens then? When you unleash. When I actually, when I'm actually able to give 110%. Because this is the other part. You know, most people that are on my business page have absolutely no idea that, you know, I have a full-time job or that I have family and three kids. Most yeah. of them don't know. They have absolutely they don't no know idea. the reality. And, you know, when, you, when you're talking to a random person that doesn't know you on a DM and it's two in the morning and you say, yeah, you could send me a message. I'll be up. And then they say, yes, I know. And I'm like, wow. So people yeah. just realize that they figure you're always up because you're always posting because they don't, they just don't, people that know me just don't understand. They don't but, factor it in. But it, it comes back to work and discipline and consistency and determined to, I mean, I've built my business just on Instagram. That's it. I, I have not even explored all the other outlets of social media. So to me, I'm, I'm just scratching the surface. I have not done all that I can do to put myself in the position where I want to be yet. I believe so, you. I, I believe you. Know, you. It's, 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 and I'm, I'm also not mad at myself. Because I know that I go hard every day. But I know that it's a process. I know that I have to be patient and continue to do what I'm doing. So Stay the course. Stay yes. authentic. Stay consistent. And again, stay disciplined. Yeah. No, it's the basics. That's why I wanted to have you on because we totally understand each other. We totally align each other, but people need to hear this. This is basics, basics, guys. It's not about, you know, a multi-million dollar course. It's not about, you know, following a bunch of videos. And I'm not negating people who are just trying to better themselves. Again, it's important to read. It's important to educate yourself, but don't forget through this very empowering exchange I've just had with Rich, it's very important to just remember that at the core, the basics apply. Discipline, show up, do something you're passionate about, put in the work, try to better yourself through every step. And as Will Smith said it, put it, put in the brick, just one brick, and lay the best possible brick you can. No one else can put in that brick better than you. And then do it again. And again. Yeah. And again. Crazy. Because yeah. like you said, people try to overcomplicate things when it's very, actually very simple. But you can't let it. You can't let it. As you said, you're supposed to stay humble. Don't let it get to your head and just figure, figure out, you know, what works for you and do you. As long as you're not, you know, you're not, you know, hindering on somebody else's well-being, just do you. The universe yeah. will take care of the rest. Figure it out. You yeah. will figure it out. Your responsibility. But it's up to you. You, you want it bad enough, then your responsibility to make it happen. No ifs, ands, or buts. Rich, it, as always, as always, it always pains me when I have to, you know, just come up on top of the hour and realize that, you know what, we could go for hours on end. Yeah. And I'm always so appreciative, really, man, um, both on and offline. But thank you so much for being part of this adventure and being part of the Awaken the Awesome journey. Rich, I can't thank you enough for your friendship, your wisdom, uh, your empowering message, your phenomenal, talented photography. Guys, if you have not checked out Richard Lecoin Photography on Instagram, please 
it's not even a matter of likes. It's a matter of appreciation, consideration, and admiration. If you're, I don't care about if you like photography or not. I just want you to appreciate skill. I want you to appreciate consistency. And I want you to appreciate what drive and a clear definition of passion and purpose looks like in the visual form. So please go check out Instagram, Richard Lequin Photography. Definitely the links will be on the blog post once it goes live. But Rich, aside from Instagram, those are, that's the best place to find you, right? That is the best place to find me at the moment. But this year's, this year's goal is to get on every platform. So I'm, I'm working on that. But as yes. you know, running tradition of the podcast, you know, just last last question. But again, as always, leaving the floor up to the guests, call to action. You've left us so many nuggets and gems over the conversation. But hey, running tradition, we have to follow it. A quote, an elevated thought, a call to action, or even a meme, a sonnet, or a qu- again, uh, you know, anything that the listeners can listen and actually come up with tomorrow, taking the next, uh, next step, I'm sorry, towards the next level. What can we leave them with? Um, I think in this world that we were living in, I think that um, people are more focused on what they need to survive and less focused on what they dream about. Um, so for me, we, you know, we, we think about the likes, we think about, you know, I need likes, I need this, I need that, but what what do you dream about what do you want to be can you we i think we it's important that in this this world today to focus on the things that we deeply love or that we're deeply passionate about and focus on doing what we need to do to get those things versus just focusing on the wrong things on the buying the likes or the buying the followers or how many followers like to me, that's that's. I feel like we're losing sight of what's really important. So, to me, that's that's the message that I would leave this this podcast with today. If there's something that you want to do, there's something that you want to accomplish. You figure it out and get focused. You draw up your plan. Stay consistent. You balance yourself, and you make it happen. Simple as that. Doesn't need to be any more complicated. Yep. My man. <laughs> Guys, this has been another amazing and empowering episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. As always, my guys, thank you so much for being part of this Awaken the Awesome journey. Your support is invaluable. Be sure to you know share the episode if you found some value. I don't see why not, but please do share the episode. Send us some appreciation. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share the episode on Instagram at ATA Podcast. Guys, it's always a pleasure to be able to serve you for the greater good, hoping that you find as much empowering messages and calls to action towards your next level and to better your journey. My thanks to my guest, Richard Lecoin, talented and amazing photographer and a man of many talents, but also dedicated husband, proud father, and a guy of so, 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 so much energy and amazing wisdom. Richard, I can't thank you enough. Guys, another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast in the can. Guys, as always, stay loved, stay blessed, stay resilient, and please do stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, 
If you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.